It's pretty rare that I find something about Mike Sullivan criticized where it feels like it's crystal clear that he messed up. But now, now I'm sure of it. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. I'm in Boston, and I'll be here to cover Penguins versus Bruins tonight, 7.08 p.m. face-off at TD Garden. I was at practice yesterday over at Warriors Ice Arena. That's the Bruins facility. It's about 20 minutes or so away from their main arena. Pretty nice, too, actually. I wasn't expecting that. Like part of this massive complex where the New Balance shoes are headquartered. Not sure why I'm sharing this with you. I just thought it was like wild. You should see the size of these New Balance buildings that are all over the place. Anyway, not why I went there, obviously. I went to see what I fully expected would be and was a spirited practice. I mean, really spirited practice. This is a Sullivan MO. He does this sort of thing. When the team's had a break of any significant span, when they come back, he he works them, not in some punitive way, but to make sure that they get all the kinks out. And as if the hour and change that they put in on this rink wasn't enough, they're going to have a full non-optional morning skate here today at TD Garden. That's how much Sullivan wants to make sure that whatever it is that happens to them tonight against the Bruins, it won't be the result of rust or couch legs or anything like that. Now, this came on a day that the team also learned that Evgeny Malkin was going to have to go on the COVID list, tested positive, has some mild symptoms, definitely missing this game tonight. Definitely missing the game Thursday night in Ottawa because of Canadian border restrictions, and we'll see what happens as far as this weekend in Newark. That, in turn, naturally forced Sullivan to mix up his lines a little bit. On a good note, Danton Heinen's back. Looks like he'll be in the lineup tonight. The second line, in Malkin's absence, will have Jeff Carter between Brock McGinn and Kasperi Kapanen. For what it's worth, they look really good in practice, but then... Anybody with Capitan looks good in practice because he's just awesome in practice. And the third line, in turn, had Evan Rodriguez between Heinen and Radim Zahorna. And if you're wondering, what's Zahorna doing on the right wing? Big left-handed natural center? The answer is that Sullivan, I believe, has realized the mistake that he made by moving Rodriguez off the center position. But you don't have to take my word for it since it was Sullivan three weeks ago when Rodriguez was still going well before his 13-game goalless drought that Sullivan, of his own initiative, said that he really appreciated what Rodriguez was bringing to the team by moving through the middle of the ice. And I'm not talking about the vertical middle, but the horizontal middle. 
He was skating between the blue lines with a purpose, gaining the zone, often creating his own offense just by rushing through the middle of the rink. And tonight, it appears, he's going to right that wrong. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Rodriguez will be at center ice tonight. And Rodriguez, make no mistake about it, is happy about that. I checked with him to make sure. Yeah, I think playing center helps out a ton. Um, I've been playing wing a lot lately, and... um... You know, sometimes that's a little more static, more up and down the wing. And, um, you know, you don't get the puck in the middle of the ice as much. So, um, you know, hopefully playing center here tomorrow, getting some touches early, getting the puck in the middle of the rink will help that. And, um, yeah, just kind of go from there. And that's as it should be. He's anything but a complainer. This is like the, the goodest guy of all the good guys in professional sports. And especially in a year where he was having a big breakout, and he owes that in part to the Penguins, the Penguins management, the Penguins coaching staff. He wasn't about to get critical. But when you have something that's going that well, when you've been handed a gift, a surprise gift, really, of a dude putting up 15 goals in 37 games that you weren't expecting that many from the entire season, you don't mess with it. Those of you who listen to this show regularly might recall that at the absolute peak of Rodriguez mania, when he was just scoring not just goals, but like great goals every other night, I kept saying what you can't do is take away from him what he does best. Now, to an extent, yes, you're going to have to figure things out on the first power play unit. I couldn't conceive of a way that Rodriguez would stay on that unit, even if he actually became Alexander Ovechkin instead of just doing occasional impressions in that left circle. And sure enough, the top power play unit has gone on without Rodriguez to be number one in the National Hockey League since the flip of the calendar. And Brian Rust, who'd be the only player you could take off for Rodriguez, has been the main catalyst. So you can't do anything there. But you sure could five on five. You didn't need to take both of those things away from him. My solution for this all along has been if and when this team ever has everyone healthy, available, non-COVID, whatever, if that ever happens, Jeff Carter needs to be your second-line right winger. I can't honestly understand why that hasn't happened already, other than that this coaching staff, including Sullivan, maybe especially Sullivan with the way he's talked about it, are just dying to keep giving more chances to Kapanen. And look... You know, I watched this practice. Kapanen was the best player on the rink by by a mile. He was amazing. But it's practice. 
he doesn't have a reason to spin around and do that Gretzky thing inside the blue line where he's, instead of just going right to the net, instead of doing all those bad things that he does that keeps him from producing. Eventually, and I suspect sooner rather than later, they're going to give up. They don't have to give up on the player, but they're going to give up on the idea that he's some sort of top six breakout waiting to happen. He isn't. He's been around for a while now. He's showing you what he is. Believe him at some point in that regard. Carter also has shown you that he is absolutely a top six right winger in the National Hockey League, including right now. He's a straight line, no-nonsense gunner, which is what Malkin has always loved on his wings, going back to Ruslan Fedotenko days. He's loved having those guys. Pascal Dupuis, when he was with Gino, similar type of player, just Go, go, go. Remember when Patrick Hornquist and Carl Hagelin were Gino's line mates not all that long ago? Same thing. Go, go, go. They were unstoppable. That's what you do with Carter. And you put someone out there like a McGinn or a Heinen or someone that'll just go forward. That's what Gino loves. He's the trailer. He's the one who should be doing the spinning at the blue line, not the winger. And in turn, by allowing Rodriguez another chance to excel at center ice, you're enhancing your depth. The whole thing makes so much sense. It never needed to come to this. When we come back, just one question. Just one question that's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK. FuboTV.com slash DK. And today's J1Q comes from Toby, who asks, man, those Jim Rutherford trades of Kasperi Kapanen and Jason Zucker for first-round picks are looking pretty bad now, huh? And yeah, yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. Where I always end up feeling like I need to come to Rutherford's defense on stuff like this is never the actual move, okay? I can look those moves individually and say, well, yeah, I mean, obviously. And getting Kapanen for a first-round pick is bad. Getting Zucker and that contract for a first-round pick is wow, okay? There's no dispute there. I don't even know that these are opinions that we're exchanging here. However, what you have to appreciate about Rutherford Beyond the obvious, yes, he won the Penguins their fourth and fifth championships, and he did. He did. He deserves an immense amount of credit for that. What you have to understand within that 
is that it was this approach that helped make those happen. He was aiming high each time with these trades, but also with the Phil Kessel trade, also with moving James Neal for Patrick Hornfist in his very first significant trade as the Penguins GM. People like to rewrite history about stuff like this, but at the time, that was very unpopular. It was seen as moving skill for grit. Never mind that Hornquist, in addition to just being a better overall hockey player than Neil, outscored Neil from that point onward in his career. You've got to take the good with the bad when you've got an executive like that. You just do. Uh, there's going to be bad. There was always going to be bad. Now, Jim had a run there for a while where everything he touched turned to gold. Then he had a run where it was the opposite. There was a whole lot of Derek Broussard and Ryan Reeves and then trying to move other guys to make up for lousy acquisitions, which, by the way, is another part of this equation that Rutherford made no apology about. He had no reluctance to move a guy that he knew he'd blown it with, you know? And I could very much see a scenario where if Jim was still here, he'd be working like crazy to get rid of Kapanen and or Zucker, and he would do so without apology. So, you know, look, <laughs> they're bad acquisitions. They just are. But those cup banners are still hanging, you know, 2016 and 2017. And I've been of the belief forever and ever that there's nothing that happens in sports, uh, not a great winning streak, not a great individual achievement, definitely not a great trade, although it gets one of the more emotional responses when it happens that supersedes winning everything. That's the objective. That's why you're doing this. And to do it in back-to-back -back years, to add to a legacy that now includes five of those championships and makes the Penguins one of the great franchises in hockey history, you just you take it. It's just Zucker and Kapanen for a couple of picks. You know, I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We will have another one tomorrow to talk about the Bruins game here tonight.